Cybersecurity and financial services and information sharing have been hot topics in the industry of late, and the role that the C-suite plays in ongoing cybersecurity have been focused on by regulators. Today I'm with Tim Palente, CEO of the Financial Services Roundtable at a cybersecurity event in New York. Is this a unique event, or have you done something like this in the past? Well, there are events we've done like this before, but this event is another indication of the rising concern about cybersecurity issues. And so when you have the former director of FBI and others saying this is one of the most important and significant and concerning threats facing not just the country, but also industries like the financial services industry, it deserves this kind of attention. And I think you're going to see more events and discussions like this because of that reason. And so, Tim, information sharing and C-suite involvement is something that's been highlighted. What role will the Financial Services Roundtable play in helping to facilitate more information sharing? Financial Services Roundtable is advocating for some change in laws that would do a number of things, which would allow more information sharing between the government and private industry. Again, not about personal information, but about cyber threat or malware information. And the laws are not where they need to be in that regard. Um, Most of these threats, or many of them, are flagged by organizations like the FBI or the Secret Service or the CIA or the Department of Defense. And the ability to notify companies and companies to notify government, doing it in good faith without too much legal exposure is something that needs to be facilitated. And again, our current laws don't accomplish that, and that's why we're pushing for change in the laws to provide that kind of information sharing opportunity. Tim, you mentioned legislation during your opening session, and this is also something that Robert Mueller brought up during his presentation, just from the FBI perspective. But do you think that legislation will really have an impact or really help information sharing? I think it will, because uh, a recent study by Verizon and Rand Corporation said, look, most companies don't even know they're hacked until the government or a third party tells them. And so the ability to share that kind of information and the company back to the government is really, really quite important. And for example, in the target breach, Target did not know it was hacked or breached until the Secret Service told them. So you can imagine Target then wanting to feel free to share information back with the Secret Service. I mean, if they do it in good faith without having to worry about where that information is going to go, who else is going to have access to it? Do you think that we'll see any holdups to legislation being passed? I know right now there are some discussions in the Senate about passing something that would be similar to what we've seen in the House. Well, you put your finger on a really important topic. The House has passed this kind of information sharing legislation, but it's been hung up in the Senate to the credit of uh, Chairwoman Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, who's the chair of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, as well as Richard Shelby and others. They're trying to get similar legislation passed in the Senate. They haven't been able to do that yet, but it needs to get done. And what happened is there was momentum for it, but then Snowden happened. And there was a fallout, understandably, about concerns and relating to concerns about government sharing personal information. But that's, again, not what we're talking about. We're trying to clarify this is not about sharing personal information. It's about sharing between government and the private sector malware or threat information. And as more policymakers understand that distinction, they're more open to passing something like the Senate. Would you say, Tim, then, that educating the public as well as congressional leaders about what information sharing really is is perhaps the greatest challenge? Really important, yes. And I think, you know, let's face it, even most uh, citizens, not to mention even most policymakers, don't follow these issues at this level of detail. So when you say information sharing between government and the private sector, it raises red flags unless you explain, hey, look, Again, we're not talking about sharing 
personal information, we're talking about sharing malware or threat information, then most people will say, oh, okay, well, now that I understand that, I'm okay with that. What about some of the inroads that have been made where information sharing is concerned between the FBI and the private sector and Department of Homeland Security? Are examples being set there that Congress could fall back upon? Yeah, there's a lot of great examples. So you look at that there's some groups that have been set up to be a proper conduit or channel between government and the private sector. In the case of the financial service sector, there's a group called FSISAC, which is an information sharing group that's sponsored by both government and the private sector and has the kind of rules of the road that they follow. Uh, but that kind of cooperation is going to have to migrate to other sectors as well. For example, the retail sector, they haven't been under as uh, heavy of a regulatory you know, microscope as the financial service sector has been, and they're behind in this, these kinds of practices. So they're looking at the financial services industry as a model that they could replicate for information sharing. The Financial Services Roundtable has actually spearheaded some initiatives to help work with some industry groups as, uh, such as the Retail Industry Leaders Association. Where do retailers fall into this fold of information sharing in cybersecurity? Really important. And again, they haven't been a regulated industry like financial services has been, so they haven't had the same kind of expectations or standards put on them. Is that something so, you're pushing for? Well, we're, they, they themselves are coming to the conclusion that they probably need some better protocols and some better standards, and government's role in that is being debated. But at the very least, they they need to have the kind of interactions with and real-time threat information sharing uh, with government as other industries have had. So again, they, they are where financial services probably was 10 years ago in terms of trying to assess what do we need to share with each other as private companies, what do we need to share with the government, what should the government be sharing with us, what are the proper mechanisms to do that, what are the proper channels to do that, and by the way, what are the proper legal protections to put in place before we do that so we don't have a bunch of uh, legal problems as that, as that might happen. And so would you say that moving forward, this is an initiative that perhaps the Financial Services Roundtable will help to spearhead, or will you work more collaboratively with some of these retail groups? Well, we have. In fact, we started something called the uh, Retail Financial Service Partnerships with these very points in mind, to bring these two industries together that work have to work together to make transactions work. If you think about it, you know, a retailer has to be able to process uh, transactions and payments. In many cases, they're either card issuers themselves, or they have to work with card networks or banks to process uh, credit card and debit card transactions. That's all interconnected with the financial services industry in a way that makes it wise and appropriate and really needed for these two industries to work together. So we have spearheaded this whole retail financial service cyber partnership and we're working hard with them to make sure that we're partners, not just adversaries on these issues. And then, Tim, before we close, just one final question. The Federal Reserve Bank actually met this week to discuss an initiative that it's spearheading to help secure payments through real-time payments or just a revamping of the payments infrastructure. And one of the points that was mentioned there was to bring together some of the retail players with financial services. Is FSR working with the Fed in any way there? We are. And there's also other payment groups. You know, For example, the Clearinghouse has a big... Uh, private sector-based payment system as well. It, it touches on some of these same issues. The Federal Reserve is in some ways a competitor of the clearinghouse as it relates to this payment space. So we're working with all of those groups and more to make sure that people who are stakeholders who also need to be partners are working together to the fullest extent possible rather than pointing fingers at each other saying the breach was your fault, no it was your fault, no it was your fault. And we're saying look, the, the fault will be sorted out in the courts but we also need to do everything we can to make sure that the system works together because it's a holistic system that's only as strong as the weakest link. And it does the financial service industry no good if we're really strong and then we have somebody in the payments chain of events that's weak 
and infects the whole system. And, that, and so we're trying to root those weaknesses out. Tim, thanks again for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Tim Palenti of the Financial Services Roundtable. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.